The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and Tyler Hewitt as Atticus face. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band are engaged in battle outside the four-person's office. Marnie is fist-fighting an officer, Atticus assists from where he's dangling off a railing, and Valentine is in a stalemate brawl with the head of security. Can they emerge victorious this time? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. An overheard communication around security at the Vicodin factory. Look, if the orcs breach the perimeter, by this point, we're probably pooched anyway. So realistically, we don't need the most hardy and reliable weapons. We just need things that are really good for shooting the occasional tourist or the occasional plant worker who gets out of line. So, you know what? Just go with the no-name munitions. Really? How often are we going to use them? Um, Having watched his shot uh, cannon get sliced in half as the inferior quality metal uh, was sawed through by the emperor's finest. Um, uh, Zaval Tunica is putting his hand um, to his helmet, trying to reopen communications, uh, which the inquisitor had wisely convinced him to shut off and that are admittedly difficult within the helmet. Anyway, Uh, Valentine, you're standing over him. Um, You've just cleared him with the, the chain sword. Um, the challenge facing you now is killing him probably isn't going to be that much of a of a difficulty. It's whether or not he can get a, a message through uh, in the time you have. So standing over him, chain sword in hand, as he reaches for the communication device, what do you do? I just double-handed stab him right through the brain. Like, I think this is... Normally, he'd be very pithy or there'd be dialogue or conversation. I think this is an ugly knife fight and Valentine knows it. This is just like... He needs this to be a dead man right now. Like, this is... Before, he may have just been, like... It would be an ugly fight, but this is... Don't even worry about anything else other than kill. Okay. So, I will say, this is going to be a slightly harder role for you. uh, Because the helmets are, are of the shitty armor that we've established. The one actually heavily armored piece on him... Um, so this is one of those, like, you know, uh, you flip the grip around, you'll put your hand on the bottom of the pommel and just like drive it into, um, iron. Um, but it is an iron mask. So it's like that classic, like spark spring, like chainsaw on metal, um, uh, drive in. So, um, we're going to go ahead and say three, uh, difficulty of three. 
Uh, or no, sorry, it should always be two because it is still melee. We'll just add more more setback die. Okay. Um, we're gonna say uh, setback for the helmet yep. for sure. Um, boost for prone. Okay. I'll give you an additional boost for the fact that he's not even trying to stop you. He's just trying to get that communication through. Okay. Um, because of the, I'm sorry, the helmet should give him two because that's his is so one more. Uh, yeah. Because that's the defense on his die. Uh. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I think we'll we'll throw a story point on there because Valentine sure. would be. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in it to win it. Yeah, this is <laughs> with all the force of the emperor's wisdom behind it. Oh fuck! Alrighty, <laughs> let's let's see what happens. It's my favorite prayer to the emperor to date. <laughs> That's a wash. Oh damn! Um, so as the you're just like you're feeling uh, the chainsaw drive against the uh the metal of the helmet um sparks are flying um you you just hear him um uh yelling like all of them send all, no all of them send no all of them uh however you are using a chainsword <laughs> against an iron helmet that the communicator is in so not unlike the off-brand earbuds I wear, the mic is not great right now. Um, so you get the sense that uh, he he is talking to someone. They may not fully understand what is being said. So there may still be a glimmer of hope. Um, the I think if we're talking in like Metal Gear uh, alarm statuses, you're at yellow. It's not red yet. People are aware that a communication is happening and something sounds bad on the other end, but it's so vague that's not like, come to the foreman's office immediately. We're pooched. It's more so like, okay, it's one of those like, sir, sir, I understand. Sir, I understand. Where are you? We will we will send the police. Where are you, sir? Based on um, what he's saying, all of them, all of them. I do like the idea of someone on the other end of the radio being like, how many? <laughs> how much of the security? I'll send, so like six guys? <laughs> all right, I'm going to send one guy over. No? You all? Alvin, you want me to send Alvin Dem? I mean, he's pretty good, but do you need more than just Alvin Dem? Um, what about the guys on break? Them too? No. Yeah? I, I'll, I'll ask. I mean, our union's pretty pretty strict on that, but I, I guess... Wait, me too? Who will answer the phone? Um, so is this... Uh, Lotsy is happening uh, outside... Um, the uh, the gun uh, the shot cannon has been um, taken off of Marnie and aimed at Atticus. Atticus, you're still hanging. Uh, you've just booted a man to his his fate. Um, where where is your attention focused right now? I know that sounds like a dumb question, so I'm going to clarify it before we end up in the the zone of like uh I'm not dying um peace but uh so you just knocked the guy down um so there's a factory floor beneath you you know the skull crawlers are around there somewhere stuff going on above you are you like tracking him falling are you looking back up to see how you get back up there are you looking to see if anyone has noticed what's going on what's the where where is back your up first and okay, foremost right yeah um okay so go ahead and roll athletics please um difficulty of uh, 
two, you're unencumbered now. So this is just a proper scrabble up. Uh, I'm going to give you a... No, actually, I don't think I've got any setbacks for you because, like, realistically, you grabbed it. It would be different if you grabbed it with, like, your organic arm. I feel like this then this would be, like, a real hard, hard maneuver right. for you. Um, yeah, so no setback for me, just the, just the straight difficulty, I think. Okay. I don't know that I can just find any boost for you either at this point. That's okay. Cool. Yeah. I think just losing the setback of having someone hanging off me for a minute is good enough. Two successes, one advantage, one triumph. Whew. Whew. It's your factory now. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, wow. Jesus. Okay. So you you hop right the fuck back up there. Um, okay. I think it's it's, you know... If this arm was made for anything, it's just to like crank your entire body weight back up, and then you kind of um, pull yourself up. Just as the um, the other uh, trooper turns with with his um, shot cannon, because you rolled a triumph, you're in like tremendously good shape. Uh, so one of the things you can spend a triumph on is doing something vital, such as shooting the controls in a nearby blast or or anything of that ilk. Um, I would say you can burn that to take an action against him. If you'd like, Ooh, that was technically yeah. a maneuver, but burning a, a triumph also gives you, on an initiative check, the potential to do a free maneuver. I'd say we can just use that here. Okay. So basically, it'll give you an extra move. Because um, I don't think we should count that as your action. That seems like more a maneuver than a. Okay. Uh, then full I'd action. like to. I'd like to throw, like, have this guy get sent over the edge then. Just okay. one hit and knock him off. Great. Um, so go ahead with melee attack, uh, difficulty of two. Really light. Okay. Um, I will give you a setback for him cranking his gun towards you. If this goes badly, he'll open fire. Okay. Um, but I'll also give you a boost for just like the... <laughs> Boost for doing this in a dangerous place. Like, it's much easier to punch a guy off this thing, given how kind of shitty it is. Um, and I'm sorry, Tyler, I got to give you two more setback from his armor, from his defense. Okay. Here, yeah, right. I'm rolling. Go for it. Four advantages, one failure. Okay. So um, you uh, rush. Um, he actually sees you coming because he he was training his gun on you. So he opens fire as you you like throw your uh, throw your fist forward. He kind of like ducks under and, and just kind of uh, fires at point blank. So we'll see how that plays out in a second. That said, um, with your advantage, you had how much advantage? Four, four. Um, so you can't actually disarm him uh, if you want to spend three. Yeah, I would say probably my hand kind of came around to. My my big hand came around to like across the the catwalk to probably like knock him off the side, mm -hmm. and it seems like based on this roll, he probably like drew back just out of range, and I just clipped the gun out of his hands right. instead of sending him Love over it. the side. Yeah, so the gun goes off, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> flakes of of paint and and perma concrete sort of flutter down from the ceiling, hmm. um, and uh, he uh, he stumbles back. Uh, the gun skitters away. It doesn't go, like, up and over the edge, um, but he is, uh, he is momentarily disarmed. Um, you have one remaining 
advantage, you can either recover strain, you can add a boost to the next allied character's check, you can notice an important detail. Um, those are kind of your options. Or uh, I think I would I would pass uh, a boost over to to Marnie, uh, and sense. I think that translates just in the form of like we have we're we're like collectively like two on one this guy now. Yeah. He's facing yeah. me to shoot me, and I knock the gun out of his hands, so he's got his back to Marnie. So she's theoretically next up to take advantage of of this scenario. Great. Uh, which brings us to Marnie. Um, I think I just want to throw my knife in his face. Okay. Now that he's down, just like um, he is. Uh, he's still on his feet. Oh, he's still on his feet. feet. Yeah, his gun is down. His gun is skittered oh, his away. Gun's down. But basically, he okay. dodged back and, and like put the gun out to fire, and uh, Atticus's fist knocked it out of his hands. Okay. Um, in that case, since he's still up, um, I, I will, I'll then hit him with my axe. I'll, I'll just, I'll basically try to take an arm off. Okay, sure. Uh, so difficulty of two. Uh, cool. You got two setback from his armor, sure. uh, from his defense. Okay. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to give you an additional setback for aiming. If you're trying to take his arm off specifically, that's a much different strike than just like I'll take what damage I can I can give. Um. I. Do you know what? I don't think Marnie would sacrifice uh, the chance of like missing in order to hit something specific. Great. Yeah. Okay. That tracks for so, me too. So you can lose yeah. that one. That's fine. Cool. Um, yeah. I don't think there's any boost. And then I'll add that boost, right? From. Yes. You get one moving forward Attic from Atticus. Um, actually, I'll spend a story point, if you don't okay. mind, because Marnie really wants that gun, like really badly. She's really missing her guns. So I think okay. she has yeah, kind of yeah, extra yeah. motivation to like, I like this that. guy down. Uh, okay, amazing. So we're now sitting at zero and four in my favor. Um, oh, and shit, go ahead really? and roll. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> One advantage. That's it. Um, all right. So you uh, describe how you attack him with the axe. Um, like all of Marnie's attacks, uh, she does a basically draws the axe like massive sweeping pull out to mm. full extension back and just like straight down over his head right. like so just like telegraphs it like crazy yeah um great so he um with uh with a speed you didn't expect from from someone this size um dodges to the left um and actually throws uh an incredibly um adept kick uh to the side of your head um you're tough enough that it doesn't do any damage it just like it it sort of strikes you um but um causes you to kind of like obviously miss with the strike and, and stagger back a yeah. bit um and uh he uh he falls back into kind of a a slightly um lower stance um and he, he's kind of moving around uh you get the sense that he he might be a rather proficient kick fighter um so we're in a whole new whole new ball game uh that said yeah. you do have one advantage so you can recover a strain um add one to the next allied character's check which i think in this case we'll say would only be atticus it would feel weird if you're like magic helping <laughs> valentine through the door 
Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it makes sense to pass it on. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, awesome. Um, so we cut back inside uh, the office. Um, uh, the uh, Zavala seems to be like legitimately making some progress. Um, you like you can hear the like orders are getting more more targeted and specific. Though he is still panicking. Um, Ryan, what do you do? Um, so on the attack, I think Valentine's just leaning in just, this is just like an even better position, just force it through the head. Uh, but he will also yell into his coat, Eugene, Rick Estrello, all channels. Uh, at which point Eugene, which is a portable radio can just start blaring the Rick Estrello music that Valentine uses to hide things out on every radio channel. So it's the equivalent <laughs> of just like being the one person to hit the on button on every Vox link channel in the yep. hopes that he can just disrupt as much communication and jam things as possible. Yeah. Let's roll for that. And then we'll roll for the fighting. Um, so for Eugene, then Ryan, let's go with, he doesn't have his own stats, right? No. Eugene is just a radio. Yeah, I understand. So uh, I would say probably tech use. And again, we're mostly just looking here for how able is Eugene to hack, to overwhelm. Uh, yeah, how much does channels. it affect things just doing the broadcast? Yeah, I'm going to say uh, a difficulty of one on this. Um, I actually don't think it makes sense for the Vicodin factory to have like <laughs> secure Vox network, Vox yeah. network <laughs> at all. Um, like it'd be like walking to a warehouse and trying to jam the uh, the walkie talkies, like. Literally, it's just like, I turned the dial to the right one, and then I hit on. <laughs> um, but there is still an element of chance there. Um, setback from um, doing this in combat uh, yep. just makes it a little bit harder for you. Um, I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade the one purple to a red, uh, just as this is a, a rather important moment, and the odds should be appropriately stacked against you. Uh, and that, I believe, is it. Two advantage, one failure. Man. Okay. All right. So, with the two advantage, um, it's the wrong table. It's like fight or flight. Doesn't seem like something you'd want. Um, all right. One sec. So with your two advantage, uh, you can perform an immediate free maneuver um, that does not exceed the limit of two maneuvers per turn. You can add a setback to the targeted character's next check or an advantage to any allied character's next check. So what we could say is you could spend this to make it more difficult for him to get the message out, and then I'll roll for his message. I think that might make Yeah, let's sense. do that. I think that makes the most sense. Okay, great. Um, and did you say one failure? One failure, yeah. So obviously I don't jam the thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm gonna put together my dice pool. <laughs> bum bum bum. Um, Ryan, for those of us unfamiliar with that particular song, uh, what what is it? Um. Hmm. I mean, the modern day equivalent would be "Never Gonna Give You Up," which is why I think it's actually a song. Um, dedicated to traitors and heretics called Emperor Gonna Give You Up. Um, 
just because it's it's to the darkness, to the crowd, to the galaxy. Like you're just going to be given up by the emperor. Uh, is you know, ever going to give you up? Yeah, ever going to let you down? Ever going to run around and desert you? <laughs> Because you made the emperor cry. <laughs> he is going to let you die. <laughs> From his golden throne on Terra. Yeah. Yay. Um, great. Uh, I got two threats. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, so he he's yelling to the mic again, like blade cutting into his helmet. Um, just desperate trying to get the, uh, the message through. And um, on the other end, the guy's just like, all of them are going to give you up with the emperor? All, all of them are gonna, no, we're not gonna let you down. No, we're very good at our jobs. We're very, if there's a problem anywhere in the facility, we'll be there. We'll just be there and we'll, we'll, we'll stop it. Like, you're gonna be fine. This is fine. Um, but uh, unfortunately, through both of our combined failures, no proper message gets through. Uh, so, Ryan, go ahead and roll your attack and see if you can end this tomfoolery. All right, so I know my attack value, and I know his setback. It's always difficult yep. to because it's combat. Yep. I've got a boost because he's prone. Yep. Great. Let's see what uh, happens. I will give you one more boost, Ryan, because I want to treat this as the equivalent of aiming, uh, given that you are just still, like, pushing. You may have, like, adjusted your footing a little bit, like, got in a little bit of a better position. But, yeah, this is... Uh, and you probably worked a little divot in at this point, so it's easier to just kind of... <laughs> yeah, I've got my my guide hole that I'm working yeah, yeah, through. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm working through the... I, it, like, slid over to an eye slit, so I'm just... In my head, that's always how this was going to end. So, yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. Two Five advantage and oh. four failures. Holy shit. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, Space Marine. That's right, it's me, one of the biggest, toughest orcs in the biggest, toughest wall in the galaxy. And if you think that you and all your other beaky boys are going to come in here and fight us all for the Imperium or whatever, then you're going to need a hell of a lot of help. 
and you're going to need it for patreon.com slash dumdumdice. I hear for just one of your Imperium dollars, you can join a Patreon-only Discord and talk all about your Imperium nonsense with other fans. Or you can add names to the shows. You can even add characters. We don't need any characters here in the wall. We got plenty. But if you want to add one, you can for only $25. Of course, to do that, you're going to need to rev up that chainsword, aren't you, Marine? Oh, wait. No, don't, don't do it. No, no, don't do it. Oh, why, it's charged up by the power of Patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Curse you, Spice Marine! Tom, oh. I would like to spend three of my advantage so he drops his fucking helmet. <laughs> Can I just skid it no. off him? Nice, uh, nice try, but no. Uh, sadly, it's strapped on real good. Um, oh. Damn, man. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. What can I do with five advantage? What's the- <laughs> uh, I mean, you can activate a, a crit, but only I think if you're dealing damage and you're not. Uh, oh, actually, here's a good one. Here's one I can offer you. Um, you can... Uh, you'd have to deal damage to wreck the, the helmet. So one of the things you can do is spend advantage or triumph if you're already dealing damage to just wreck their gear instead of doing the damage. So you could potentially wreck the helmet. You just can't on this roll. But you can neutralize his defense on the next roll. Oh yeah, I'm doing that, man. Fuck yeah. this guy. So pin this helmet. It's shit. like you're, you're. We'll say that your your chain sword is like skittering across the top awkwardly, but then it finds purchase in the eye hole. And now, yeah. like it's it's just like your eyes get like you got that Jack Nicholson like smile and nod thing, where his eyes just get like a little bit more <laughs> happy. But of course, they're robot eyes, so you know it's in zeros and ones or whatever the fuck. Um, but um, you like it just. It just feels a little bit better, and as it does, as you feel it um, click in, you see his other eye go wide, um, and suddenly Eugene just manages to get a chorus of the "Gonna Let You Die" line <laughs> um, just broadcast kind of across across all <laughs> yeah, networks. Yeah, it's like "Gonna let you die, gonna let you die, let you die." <laughs> yeah, and Eugene's just like floating back and forth happily on the beats. Um, <laughs> great. Um, so, damn man, that's that's some wild shit. Uh, okay, we cut back out to outside. Uh, the guard um, realizes it's two on one and his odds are bad. Um, so that said, he keeps hearing, gonna let you die, gonna let you die. Uh, and he he feels that. He feels that in a, in a real serious way. Also, his, his buddy uh, has been thrown to his death. Um, so he is going to attempt to flying jump kick Marnie off the, uh, off the railing. Um, so let's see how that goes. Uh, so Marty, your defense is two. Uh, yes. Great. So that is two for melee, two for defense. Um, I'm going to give him a boost because he's being reckless about it. I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade one of my dice. So now I believe we are at two and two again. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else going on here. No, I think that's it. So, yippee motherfucker. Three successes, two threats. 
Um, so um, he just like takes off sprinting and it's just like full on uh, like Hagar from uh, fucking final fight or just any, like just the, the two foot drop kick um, to, to boot you off the railing. Um, so Laura, you're going to take, um, six points of damage just from impact. Um, okay. so your defense will, your soak will eat three of that. So it'll yeah. be three points of, of, uh, physical damage. Um, but, uh, then he, he, he boots you, uh, up and up, up and over the top. Um, that said, as, as is the way of these things, the attack itself isn't enough to like knock you. Like he didn't like, you know, super smash you off the platform yeah. so you still have a chance to to save yourself um go ahead and roll me athletics please okay um to see if you can uh stabilize yourself as you go what am i adding um i'm gonna say uh this is probably difficulty three because you just got kicked in the in the chest so it's not okay. uh under ideal circumstance um, I'll give you a boost for having considered that this is possible several times. Um, I know yeah. as someone who's scared of heights, anytime I'm up on something tall, I always run all the worst case scenarios, uh, at least twice. Um, and as a result, like, I feel like given that you've been trying to punch people off and you just watched Atticus get back up, like it's not entirely surprising. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Actually, I'm going to give you one more boost um, for the remarkable agility you currently have because you're not weighed down by your normal power pack. So you're someone who's <laughs> used true. to like walking around and being like as agile as you've been your whole life with like a giant fucking weight on your back. And without right. that, you're actually like, you're not nimble, but you're nimbler. Um, yeah. Okay. That's cool. I'm a roll. Two successes, two threats. Okay, amazing. Um, so you go up and over. Um, I'm going to... This is where start, stuff starts getting weird. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, this works. Uh, so for your threat, um, go ahead and take two points of strain. Okie dokie. Uh, now, Tyler, I also got two points of threat on mine, which I think we're going to say means that in doing this, you know, it's a good boot. Um, Marnie flips up and over. She's still holding on and, like, hanging off the uh, the railing. Um, but as with all proper drop kicks, um, this guy's on the ground now and sort of scrambling back up, which gives you an opportunity to attack. So go ahead. Uh, you'll have two additional boost on this uh, because he's on the ground and getting up. Uh, Tyler, what do you do? Uh, I'm gonna bring my fist down like a hammer. I've had, I'm so fucking sick of this. <laughs> Atticus is just like, this is taking too long. Heard a gunshot feels like ages ago. My boss is in trouble. Um, yep. Yeah, right. inside you're just hearing what sounds like construction work because it's just a chainsaw grinding into yes. steel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just so many fucking concerning sounds. Um, Five successes. Atticus just shouts, oh, just yeah. enough, and just that the fist comes down on the guy's face. Right. Um, it's like your fist goes through his face, through the catwalk, um, and half of his body comes with it. Uh, so now it's just like stuffed through the hole. Um, 
like just dripping brain and bone um, uh, in some kind of like horrific ceiling puddle. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the, his whole body like twitches a couple times uh, before uh, sort of uh, falling limp. Um, and uh, rising up, um, you make your way over to the, to the, the catwalk to, to help Marnie up. Um, as you do so, though, you can see there, there do seem to be um, uh, some people, um, like not the skull crawlers per se, but a couple more of these corposec guys down on the, uh, the floor starting to kind of like scan around. The advantage to this being kind of like a giant underground cavern is the gunshots that have happened up here have echoed like crazy. So it's very hard to locate where this would be. Also, you guys are an un, an unsanctioned, unofficial, un, um, like logged tour. Mm. So it's not like they can just be like, "Well, there's only two tours in the factory, and one of them is us, and the other one is maybe murder." So mm. um, you can see they're they're starting to like clear the space, but they're not quite sure uh, entirely what's going on. Uh, what do you say to Marnie as you pull her up? Uh. I think it's a quick, just like, uh, you're right. Of course. Good. And, and it's just, it's just like, and then he just like turns like, we go get this door open. And, uh, Marnie, um, as you follow Atticus, who I assume is like, I assume you're like charging up the, the fist to just like power yes, slam. I'm going to knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. You truly are the one who knocks. Um, I'm only realizing now that uh, my visual point of reference for Atticus is doom fist from overwatch. It's, which just like, he's more fist yeah. than man. And it's yeah. just like everything he does. It's just like crazy. <laughs> like I'll throw this punch and it'll carry me with it. Um, and bit, uh, sure. Marnie, as you, you stock to follow him um, to go save your boss. Uh, you stop for a moment um, and the world kind of time slows around you. Um, and in your head, um, you hear like a heavy metal tinged version of Ave Maria as you reach one meaty, admittedly somewhat bone fractured hand down and wrap it around the shot cannon. And then like Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness, you just fucking hold that thing to the sky. It's basically a pistol for you. Like it's it's very small. <laughs> um, but looking up at it, you realize that yet again, the emperor has provided. And with that, Atticus knocks on the door. Ave my emperor. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Vase. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Marnie Schwarzenberger. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. 
We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire on Friendly, Logan, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.